high time now for our tune of the week. One, let's go. This is the Media Industry Guru Show, the show that exposes you to entertainment, music, film, TV, and tech. We're online 24-7, 24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. Hey, Sari, welcome to the Media Industry Guru Podcast. Very excited to have you on and looking forward to hearing your adventures within the music industry, especially in the New Orleans sector and also your latest EP, which was released close to your birthday. Yeah, thanks for having me, Forbes. I'm super excited uh, to talk about it some more. <laughs> Yeah, I decided I wanted to like combine the two. I don't know exactly why. <laughs> I liked it. It was fun. Nice. And so to get started, what got you interested in a few things? First, I want to talk about what got you passionate about becoming an artist. Uh, did you look up to any artists as a kid growing up? Um, what got you into the singer songwriter mode? Yeah, so I've always been like making up songs ever since I was super little, but I was a total theater kid and I loved Adele. And so those were some of my first loves, Susan Tedeschi also. Okay. Um, and uh-huh. I still feel like I can hear all that in my music today. Oh, definitely. But those are some of the things that got me excited at a younger age. And then when I got to college and I was like surrounded by way more music lovers than I'd ever been near in my whole life. I had just, mm-hmm. you know, that community was a huge part of like me finding my voice and finding what I liked. And what drew you to New Orleans? Because it has such a niche sector of music. It's very predominantly jazz, obviously. There's mm-hmm. other like R&B and soul and funk too. But what drew you to that genre? It's funny. It actually happened the other way around. I showed up in New Orleans mm. and then really found jazz after that mm. um, or really connected with it after that. I, I was just talking to a friend how like, Chet Baker was like my introduction to vocal jazz in high school. And I was okay. like, oh, this is really nice. My other favorite bands were like Walk the Moon, uh, Same okay. Hotel. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, at the time I heard it, I was like, this is so tender. And um, uh-huh. I really connected with it. And then coming down here and it's just abundance, abundance. Yeah. And eventually the people I met after I had started playing my original music were like, you should join Jazz mm-hmm. Combo. And that's mm. how it started <laughs> in 2019. And that's really cool. And you did you develop any like songs, like releasing them on Spotify or any other DSPs before then? Um, because I know you released a song called You Only Worry About You, which isn't part of your EP, right? No, that was from 2020. So like I said, I've been writing songs for a long time and I've been wanting mm-hmm. to record my music for a long time as well. Um, and the DIY route of like making demos was like available to me, but I didn't feel like I could record something at home that I would mm-hmm. feel good about releasing. I did do that. And I, I did feel good. I do still feel good about releasing that, especially Ruby Reds is the other project that I put out with my partner, Jake. And um, oh, I love that song and I'm so proud of it still, even though we did record it from home and it mm-hmm. sounds super different from you know, the EP that we did in the studio, it's 
a moment mm -hmm. in time, truly, and it's so special to me. So I've learned to appreciate those for what they are. And sure, yeah. And what made you develop like this whole EP? I know it's probably a very long process to develop. Uh, not like an EP can consist of like at least two songs, but usually it's a little bit more than that. You have four. So it takes a long time. I'm assuming it took you, right? Like it didn't just happen one week. <laughs> it was not overnight. It was a long process of meeting new people and having new life experiences to write the songs and a lot of the songs were really inspired by like my life as a budding musician here. Um, Sing to the Moon, I wrote, I was really inspired like after I came home from Tipitina's one night. So every bit of my life experience in mm -hmm. like dipping my toe into the music world is really yeah. into the record is how I feel. Mm -hmm. And were there any songs, especially like Cease Fire or Sing to the Moon, like talk about like those lyrics and like because... A lot of the times, like as a listener, uh, people have different um, interpretations of lyrics. But when it comes to the artist, you see it in a whole nother lens. So talk about like those two songs and what they mean to you and what got you thinking about those themes. Yeah. So Ceasefire is one of my favorite songs I've written. The lyrics don't quite rhyme in the way that I usually end up going just because that's mm -hmm where my brain grows all the other songs are pretty rhymy um but ceasefire is not and i think that it was really just written from a place of really raw grief oh yeah it was a <laughs> it was a very tough time when i was writing that song i wrote recently mm. that i felt like my heart was shredded when i was writing that song mm. um so really my life experiences are definitely what like put me in the headspace to Mm -hmm. express and it's like if you have a truth that's screaming at you really loud for me that's kind of what will push me to make the space to write the song mm. and not all of my songs come from that place of intense emotion but ceasefire de certainly did and i think mm. that that affected the composition too um and for sing to the moon that one was just like has a little bit of a frank sinatra element in there a little bit Oh, thank you. Um, it was inspired by this friend I had who um, like was going through a breakup and it's like so weird when you still have to be involved with the person and so, <laughs> but you, you don't have closure, but you still have to be around them. Um, sure. Just like not having closure in general after a relationship is just mm -hmm. like uncomfortable um it's awkward, yeah. we can't handle it you know so mm -hmm. I wrote this song about like hanging my hang-ups on the moon as a way to like be with the feeling of discomfort of like not being able to feeling like I'm not really able to talk to someone that I really want to talk to mm -hmm. yeah it's a, definitely an awkward phase but you express that in like very light-hearted very upbeat and very um calming demeanor um, with your lyrics voice and also like the background instrumentals it's aspirational <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like it's not serious at all like ceasefire yeah the the moods of the songs I think are pretty distinct which is I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really so satisfied with the four tracks that we have I feel like they're like four different parts of my world and mm -hmm. my inner world and my musical world I just need a funk track. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, this was my first time doing a project of this scale, anywhere near this scale. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to take some time, bask, enjoy. But Relax. Like, I'm already <laughs> thinking about doing it again. Wow. Next, next steps day. already. Wow. That's what you got to do. Like, I'm just this. thinking about it. I'm just thinking. You're thinking about it. So take a breather <laughs> and then maybe in a few months we'll see another EP from you or, or an album. Who knows? Mm, certainly not. I, I think I want to live <laughs> a lot of life and like have a little downloading <laughs> before I get back. But I be writing. <laughs> and I'm sure during that downloading period, you've also probably contemplated about gigs, right? That's one of the big ways artists are able to monetize off of their work. So tell us like any gigs that you've performed in the past or upcoming that you have that you're really excited or passionate about. Yeah, um, I've been gigging a lot recently and that's new. I used to have a nonprofit job until last May. So um, I feel yeah, I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. But um, I have played anywhere from some Frenchman Street gigs to a couple of wedding gigs. I like to play solo. Um, I find that I really enjoy playing music I like with people I like. Hmm. It's a kind of good way to go about it. I've been really pumped to play with Isaac Eady recently. That has mm. been like a dream come true because I love Tedeschi Truck's band and mm. he's got this music that's like, it reminds me a little bit of D'Angelo, but it's mm. earthier and he's got me playing percussion and I am an instrumentalist in a singer's body is what I'm learning. Oh, and I didn't know so, you do percussion too. Wow. Well, you now I all do. The, all the like, moves now. People are like, oh, I didn't know you play guitar. And it's like, me neither. And people are like, oh, I didn't <laughs> know you play the drums. And it's like, me neither. Um, and I'm very beginner on all of this stuff, but I'm having a blast. I'm wow, having you're, so much fun. You're like a one-man show there. <laughs> I'm e- extremely not proficient yet, but <laughs> I, um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to play and learn, um, literally play. It feels uh-huh. like recess when I'm playing with that band. And are there any iconic venues that you performed at, like in the past in New Orleans, or any that you like are like dream venue that you have? I have been super lucky. I've gotten to play Tip Patina's singing wow. for some okay. of my favorite people. Uh, Billy Ayuso has become a really great mm-hmm. uh, friend and someone that I love playing with, and his band also feels just like we're just all hanging out. Um, and with a band called Letters Instead that I was in in college. Mm. Um, the Maple Leaf is always, always a great spot. Mm-hmm. I would love to play, and my dream venues in New Orleans are actually like the smaller garden venues. Mm. I, I think the playing the Joy and the Orpheum are great, and obviously I would love to do that. The broadside is an amazing stage to play at also. But yeah, oh, I, yeah. nobody thinks about that. Next, one. like what I'd really like to do is get to like Clout Gardens and the smaller mm. um outdoorsy, you know, green. Yeah, those are the more mom and pop hole in the wall places. And now we will take a break and listen to one of Sari's newest singles, Seize Fire.
slips from my Yeah, I think that those shows are super special mm. and really fruitful. And I understand that I think my music that I've just put out is very much like sit down music that's sure. really well received when people can really just sit and chill. Um, mm-hmm. And I do still like standing venues, um, but I'm too small for a theater. <laughs> so, you know, oh, no, you we'll got get the there talent. I'm not, we, I'm not in a rush. We can work on that. Yeah, you got the talent. Uh, definitely the hustle, which you have. Um, you already got Tipitina, so you already got one check. Uh, so I definitely... would love to leave my own band at Tipitina's one day. I think that would be <laughs> super fun. But I really just, uh, I've loved getting to know all the staff at the different places mm-hmm. because it's really tight knit communities out there, especially like during Jazz Fest. Would you say that's one of the, like going to college at Tulane and just being immersed in the New Orleans culture? Would you say that's one of the perks of having that intimacy with other bands, being able to connect with them versus other major cities? And tell us about like kind of the pros and cons of being in New Orleans as a musician. 
Mm, totally. So the pandemic hit my sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. And I think about all of the lost time for college bands to form <laughs> in that time all the time because the college bands that were there at my time at Tulane were so important to me and it was mm-hmm. so special. Um, shout out Jank Setup. Uh, oh, yeah. Band I managed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, man. It is really like the people are the most special part of it mm-hmm. and the connections you build with for people. Sure. Gosh, pros, there's an abundance of people that make beautiful music here. Um, and it never ends. It's like every time you think you know everyone, you really don't because new, mm-hmm. it's true also that new people are coming very often, new, very new, very talented people. Um, and like, I don't know, I'm new. I've only been here for five years. So that's kind of new. <laughs> yeah. New to adulthood as well. I kind of like understand mm-hmm. that I became my adult self here. Mm. And I thought that that's had a huge role. Um, yeah, I really have just been learning and soaking up as much as I can. And I understand that music is a very social profession. And mm-hmm. I think that finding the places where you have the most fun hanging out and just being yourself and artistically sure. expressing yourself is the key to finding like your hang because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of scenes in new orleans and you know i get drawn to some um but like i was at the maple leaf the other night and like Mm -hmm. everyone's asking for my partner jake because that's his hang everybody you know (laughs) i'm like wait i should be coming out here more but i also really love the royal frenchman and i love Mm -hmm. you know um BJ's is a great spot for oh, BJ's. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's so many different beautiful little mm. pockets. I mm. like to just dip my toe in each of them and like go for a little ride. I don't know. Yeah. That, it's great that you have that framework and mindset because a lot of artists um, don't have that. Like they're very intimate or, and also very, uh, they have like trepidations about trying new venues or being inquisitive, but you have that mindset, which is really great. It's very unique compared to a lot of artists I've interviewed because they don't want to dip their toe in the water or like they think like the venue like might not pay or they might not have a good experience with the audience. But you've seemed to have that like positive mindset and framework where, oh, I'll try out BJ's or I'll try out this other venue. Um, And I think that's what's important in this industry. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, there is definitely a flip side to being adaptable, wherein (laughs) if you are too adaptable and too chameleon, and this is something that I did for years where it was like, okay, what's the venue and who's on the bill? And I Mm -hmm. would like think about my arrangements for the context. And while I do think Mm -hmm. the context is really important, Mm -hmm. I was definitely losing a bit of like expression and authenticity in that. Sure. Mm -hmm. Adaptability is great, but also never forget that you are who you are and that is yeah do you so I'm trying to do that and do you have like any other upcoming goals with your work I know you want to kind of decompress and relax after this huge EP (laughs) Uh, but any other professional goals do you have for yourself or even personal oh I I have plenty of professional goals and personal ones. And I think the task for me right now is to figure out how I can have them sustainably work together and 
help each mm. other instead of mm. um, sometimes musicians schedules are super demanding mm-hmm. and yeah, my self-care totally slips when I'm working really hard. And on the one hand, I've seen the, I used to be a cross country runner. And so mm. I believe in the power of like pushing yourself and like that we have limits and finding your limit is really important. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, when you're approaching it. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And so honestly, my next, my next big thing is going to be figuring out how to do this, um, with healthy boundaries and, you know, pushing myself not past my limits because I've seen the beauty that can come. Like when you do that Mm -hmm. really long session and you, and you do push, but as a vocalist, there are really like firm limits. Yeah. Um, And even as a human, you know, so I would love to balance my life a little more and, that's the truth. That's super honest, <laughs> but that is really where uh, I would like to focus my energy. No, that's a uh, great goal. I think like everybody, especially with the, the upcoming new year and um, it coming around the corner, people are thinking about those new year's resolutions and goals, but you already have it in the back of your pocket that you want to like work on the balance of your personal and professional life. And I think that's really good because a lot of artists, um, they get too worked up about their professional and affects their personal it's a domino um mm-hmm. so having that balance and putting the two together but also like unfolding it and say hey i gotta prioritize my personal health or whatnot or personal um endeavors uh relationship or just hobbies um uh, is important yeah so absolutely it's good you have that framework yeah, I, I, the change of the season has been huge also because summer mm. was hard and like it was like a long, hard summer leading up to high intensity record release. And now it's fall. <laughs> and now the weather is cool in New Orleans and I can go outside and it's like the shadows are crisp and the sun is beaming. And I'm like, whoa, where was I? But I've been right here. It's just summer was cold. <laughs> yeah. Summer is always crazy in New Orleans with the mm-hmm. humidity. <laughs> yeah, and the, uh, not a lot of rain. It was it was wild, but the something something outer environment, emotional <laughs> landscape, something, sure. something there's something there. <laughs> and to wrap up our episode, um, do you, it's a two part question. Do you have any advice in terms of people wanting to be in your shoes, to have that talent, to have that initiative, drive and motivation, um, as somebody who aspires to be an artist in their young twenties, maybe in college, who knows any tips and then any parting words that you would like to share is the part two. No, it's, have, a, it's a doozy. <laughs> yeah. So you said part one is advice and part two is parting words. Mm-hmm. do what you want if someone told me I don't remember who but someone said be who you is because if you ain't who you is then you is who you ain't mm. seems like a New Orleans saying <laughs> <laughs> I know it was definitely somebody here um it might have been it might have been Keenan who shared it with me who produced my record but um, <laughs> Yeah, because if you look up and find that 
you are doing a lot of things and they might have been things that you entered with like good intentions of like furthering your creative practice, learning something new, mm -hmm. trying something new, making a new connection, bringing opportunities. Those are all great things to shoot for. Try to align it with yourself as much as you can so that you don't look up and think, why am I here? Because there will be there will be times where you might look up and think, why am I here? But mm. I hope my sincere hope for anyone in creative work is that you are just constantly reminded why you chose this often challenging path. Mm -hmm. And I want, definitely want that for myself too. So I try to steer myself in that direction. Mm -hmm. um, it's crazy because I listen to these music advice podcasts all the time. I listen to Spotify's best advice. I listen to this one called happy mm -hmm. musicians. And I never thought that I'd be a person giving the advice, but it, someone, mm -hmm. something that I know now is that as a person giving the advice, mm -hmm. it's something that I'm still trying to follow. Just because I'm saying it doesn't mean I've mastered it. And that also helps me see like my idols and my, no, not my idols, mm -hmm. helps me de-pedestalize. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, it's like you're <laughs> on a pedestal, you're like, oh my God, God. But actually, no, those are just humans who are figuring it out too. Mm -hmm. um, parting words. Take my record with you on a walk in the park. Go outside, put some headphones in, go by yourself, bring your journal listen to my record and I hope that that is fruitful for you. Yeah. If you're in new Orleans, go to Audubon. <laughs> yeah. Audubon or honestly, um, my partner sent me a picture of him sitting, uh, at the lake listening to it. Mm. Okay. But yeah, nice. listen to my record. Um, and also, yes. Great. Thank you, Sarah, Thank you for being so on the podcast. This is so great. And looking forward to seeing more of your adventures within the New Orleans sector and hopefully add some more gigs and venues um, within that city. Thanks. Yeah, I'm really excited. And uh, thanks for having me. And now we will hear one more song called Daydreams. Take a listen. Please. I'd like to go my speed a little slower If you try to escalate, I'll go lower Keep your spark away from me And I will hide the fuse I hate that you find me amusing and I find you amused I wish you would get out of my daydreams It seems that my heart has taken to painting your face into all of my daydreams While I have to make do With the distance I create from you There is a truth in the lie in you 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Media Industry Guru podcast. Check out the Instagram at Media Industry Guru for all the details on the latest and coolest, I mean coolest, upcoming episodes that you will hear. Email at Media Industry Guru podcast at gmail.com for any other interviews that you would like to hear or if you would like to be on the air and give a little promo or talk about yourself or just even chat with me because you know I'm I'm doing this I'm invested in this and tune in weekly 6 p.m. Pacific 9 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays on the Anchor app Spotify Stitcher Pocket Cast Breaker and many more streaming platforms thanks again for all of the support and peace out and let's rock and roll